news you may have missed this week. You might have missed the essay by David Delayden on fetal stem cell research. Barbarous body snatchers calling themselves doctors don't harvest just the parts of recently killed tiny humans. They also harvest them even while tiny humans yet live. One such doctor is Jörg Gerlach, about whose work in harvesting livers from babies between 18 to 22 weeks gestation, David Delayden wrote in an essay published by the Washington Examiner on June 7th. And here's an excerpt, and I quote, The abortions were performed by routine medical induction. The labor was induced by local prostaglandin administration. To a medical certainty, a five-month-old fetus aborted intact by labor induction is alive at the time of delivery. Feticides, such as digoxin, cannot be used in a harvesting case, and the whole point of the Gerlach protocol is to obtain fresh, live, clean liver cells for transplantation, minimizing time without circulation. In other words, these babies either died when they were submerged in bags for transport or after their bodies were cut open to harvest their livers, end quote. I wonder, do all those shouting nasty women in pink hats have anything to say about the bodily autonomy and integrity of these humans whose livers were snatched while they yet lived? Thankfully, the Trump administration is prohibiting scientists at the National Institutes of Health from obtaining new tissue samples from elective abortions. It's a limited prohibition that still allows for the acquisition of new tissue from elective abortions for research projects that are conducted outside the NIH but use NIH grants, but it's a movement in the right direction. Homosexual presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg, who is in a legal but non-marital marriage, tweeted this on June 1st, and I quote him, Thanks to leaders like Marsha P. Johnson and Harvey Milk, I have faith in the possibility of change and growth in this country. There is still more work to do, but let us take a moment and celebrate the gains we've made this hashtag Pride Month, end quote. I kid you not. Judge has publicly thanked Harvey Milk, who, while in his 30s, was having sex with teen boys and who was a close friend of cult leader Jim Jones. And Buttigieg publicly thanked deceased homosexual drag queen Marsha P. Johnson, who admitted to being sexually assaulted when he was very young by a 13-year-old boy, but I'm sure that had nothing to do with his homosexuality. I guess Buttigieg admires Harvey Milk's accomplishment of helping to normalize homoeroticism by being murdered by a disgruntled colleague, a murder that actually had nothing to do with Milk's homosexuality. Buttigieg claims to be a Christian, a Christian who engages in what the Bible calls sodomy and who admires a man who dresses as a woman, both behaviors of which the Bible calls abominations. If Buttigieg thinks what Johnson and Milk have wrought in America is growth, imagine what he envisions for his presidency. You may have missed the news on Target. Target is going for broke in its quest to promote sexual perversion and offend conservative families, many of whom stopped shopping at Target when Target made women's restrooms available to men who pretend to be women, and therefore available to predators who pretend to be men who pretend to be women. 
Now families can't go because Target has made homoeroticism as identity and cross-dressing as identity its central eye-popping focus. While the co-ed restroom policy was easy to conceal from young children, the pro-LGBT propaganda is now unavoidable. Let's hope and pray Target goes broke. Perhaps you missed the good news about Bishop Paprocki. On June 6th, Catholic canon lawyer Bishop Thomas John Paprocki of the Diocese of Springfield, citing canon law, issued a public decree that says, and I quote, due to their leadership roles in promoting the evil of abortion by facilitating the passage of Senate Bill 25 this legislative session and House Bill 40 in 2017, House Speaker Michael Madigan and Senate President John Cullerton have been barred from receiving Holy Communion in the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. In addition, Illinois Catholic lawmakers who voted for either of these abortion bills are not to present themselves to receive Holy Communion, end quote. Catholic bishops in every diocese in the country should do likewise regarding any purportedly Catholic lawmakers who support abortion. And then there was news on Bishop Tobin. On June 1st, Bishop Thomas Tobin tweeted this truthful tweet, and I quote, A reminder that Catholics should not support or attend LGBTQ Pride Month events held in June. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to Catholic faith and morals. They are especially harmful for children, end quote. A tweet like this should be both unremarkable and ubiquitous, Every Christian leader, whether Catholic or Protestant, should be posting such an exhortation slash admonition annually on their social media platforms, on their church websites, and in their church bulletins. Tobin caught such flack that he issued a wholly unnecessary and partially regrettable explanation of his tweet. Here are the regrettable parts, and I quote, I regret that my comments yesterday about Pride Month have turned out to be so offensive to some, especially the gay community. Individuals with same-sex attraction are our brothers and sisters. I will be praying for a rebirth of respect in our very diverse community, end quote. Christians should not regret that biblical truth offends. The Bible teaches that, quote, for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, end quote. It is, of course, true that many who experience same-sex attraction are our brothers and sisters in Christ, but those who act on those feelings and affirm them as righteousness are not, because being a brother and sister in Christ requires that, quote, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me, end quote. Bishop Tobin prays for a rebirth of respect. But the word respect means to hold something in esteem. Christians must hold persons in esteem because all persons are created in the image and likeness of God. But Christians must not respect all the feelings, beliefs, and actions of all persons. I wish Bishop Tobin had made clear exactly what he hopes Christians should hold in esteem. And I wish Bishop Tobin and all other Christians would refrain from using terminology created or redefined by leftists to embody untruthful ideas and advance an ideology that harms individuals and society. In other words, don't use, for example, gay, transgender, trans woman, or incorrect pronouns. Language matters. 
That's why progressives demand we use the terms they invent or redefine. As George Orwell wrote, and I quote, if thought corrupts language, language can also corrupt thought, end quote. Some final thoughts. If every theologically orthodox pastor and priest would speak up boldly in defense of right sexual ethics, and if every theologically orthodox layperson would speak up boldly in defense of right sexual ethics, leftists would be unable to persecute and oppress Christians in the ways they seek to do, in a fascistic effort to silence the expression of beliefs sexual anarchists don't like, they now seek to render Christians unable to speak freely, exercise their religion freely, associate freely, or to be employed. What happens if those men and women who form the tip of the spear in battling this single greatest threat to the First Amendment have no forces backing them up? Well, what happens is, They are destroyed, and then, too, are those they sought to protect.